Welcome to another encouraging message from Pastor Jason Yalbron, lead pastor of One Community Church located in El Dorado, Arkansas. For information about the ministry of Pastor Jason or One Community Church, please visit our website at occeldorado.com. Or you can find us on Facebook by searching One Community Church El Dorado. Have your Bibles go with me to Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. And we're going to be in part 5 of our labels series. Part 5. Romans chapter 3, and we'll get there in just a moment. Today I want to look at a label that if you don't remove it, it can hinder every relationship you have. It will hold you back in your career, and it will even impair your relationship with God, especially as it relates to a church family. The church, your church family and your relationship with God, and I will talk more about that in a moment, run parallel. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that, but it does. It has everything to do with your relationship with God. And so today, I want to address the label of being offended. Being offended. In the, well, I pastored now, this year will be 22 years. Um, I would say this has always been a thing in ministry. It, it, it's always has, it always has, but I would say uh, in the last well, four or five years since we've been one community, I've seen the devil take this label and just destroy people. Breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. Because there are people um, that are not sitting here today because of this right here. They're not here because of this word right here. This label of offense. Destroying people. And I'm going to tell you, I hate it. I hate it. I hate this label. I really do. That's a strong adjective, but I mean it. I hate it because it just, it destroys people. It destroys families. It destroys kids. uh, It robs them of things that God has for them. And um, one of the sad things that comes from this is it's a label. It's a patch that they wear. And I even see it here, if I could be perfectly real, I see people come visit here all the time and they have this label on them. You can tell, you can spot it, you can sense it. They've been offended, they've been hurt in church, and there's no hurt like a church hurt. They're just, it just hurts. And the enemy, what he wants to do is he wants to expose or explode, it would be the better word, explode things in your mind and he puts you on edge, and he, he does it first through hurt. It's a core wounding. It's a wounding that happens inside of you. It, it, it's connected to your core, something that it's a trigger for you anyway. And then he, he explodes that thing up. He builds that thing up, and it gets larger and larger and larger and larger and larger. And um, he starts lying to you, and then you start telling the story. And as you tell the story, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger 
and they did this, and they said this, and they did that. And it's just awful. It, it, it just, oh my goodness, I hate this label. Aren't y'all tired of this label? I just hate it. Um, it's something that I watch in myself all the time. Can I be offended? Oh, yes. Have I been offended? Yes. But it's something that I work on every day. Every day, and I'm going to show you that in this message. Every day. Because I am aware of the enemy's tactics. And he loves to get people offended. When you wear this label, you can't see straight. Because you look through a lens of people are always out to get me, and they're always out to hurt me. But today I have good news for you, and I want you to write this down. You can get offended, but you don't have to stay offended. You can get offended, but you don't have to stay offended. You can visit offense, but you don't have to move into the neighborhood. That's good. Let me ask you a question today, crazy question, but I want to see how honest my church folk are. Have you ever been offended? Got some, some honest folks. Come on, let's do it again. Have you ever been offended? Me too. I got both hands raised. I'm in the church business, so I get a, offense is a big deal, okay? All right. Here's how we think. We can get 100 likes and one dislike. And lose our minds. You can post a a picture of your kids and someone can like it and not love it. And you're like, how dare they not love it? That was my kids. (laughs) Oh, my stars, the things we get offended over. When I know who I am, I'm already chosen. That's what the song says, Jaira. I'm already loved, I'm already chosen, I'm getting the words wrong, but that is enough, (laughs) amen, (laughs) that is enough, because I'm already loved, I'm already chosen, amen, I know who I am. When you know who, you're, who you are, you're not, easily as, uh, you're not easily offended. And if you are, you don't move into that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I'm going to amen myself this morning. <laughs> People can throw whatever label they want to on you, but it's not about them. It's about you and what you answer to. When people put a label on you and you get mad, that's an identity crisis on you, not them. Mm. We're preaching hard already. So a car, a truck, a paycheck, clothes that I wear, a job title, whatever, that's not who I am. That's not who I am. I already know who I am. Uh, This job doesn't define who I am. Amen. When you know who you are, you're going to be less offended when other people don't know who you are. So I ask you, have you ever been offended? Let me ask you another question. What about this? Have you ever been offensive? 
And if you don't know, ask your husband or wife on your right or left. You're like, Pastor Jay, we just got in a fight this morning on the way to church. Why are you doing this? I'm telling you, the hottest time to get in a fight with your spouse is Sunday morning on the way to church. It is the... Okay, we are having the marriage conference this month, okay? We're doing it, all right. I just felt led, honey. You better come up with some material quick. Um, I think we need to do on offense. How about, that's good, yeah, offensive. All right, so y'all in Romans chapter 3. Let's look at verse 23 in the NLT. For some people have sinned. I'm getting amused in my own message. Some people have sinned, not me. How many people have sinned? And some people fall short. How many people fall short? Is that you too? Yeah. Of God's glorious standard for everyone has sinned. We've all fallen short of God's glory and standard. Is that right? Every last one of us have done something wrong. But when somebody does something to us, we're looking at them like we have never done anything wrong. (laughs) Not me, not. Four things that will help you get rid of the label of offense. Are y'all ready? Number one, taking notes, write this down. Four things that will help you get rid of the label of offense. Here it is. Number one, we've all been offensive. Number one, we've all been offensive. Whoever is dating us, married to us, leading us, parenting us, pastoring us, teaching us, or working with us, we think we're okay and they're the ones that are flawed. Oh, it's so good, Nick. That's good. Why? Because we look through our eyes, and that's not saying that other people don't have flaws. Everybody's got flaws. That's what this verse just said. But to say we don't, wow, that's a big statement. We need God's people in our life to help us with our blind side. I got people in my life that help me with my blind side all the time. Uh, In fact, I have an appointment tomorrow with one of them. And a few weeks ago, I'm going to be honest with you, my mentor offended me. He offended me bad. He hurt my feelings. I'll get over it. (laughs) And uh, it was so funny because he was telling me, uh, or I was telling him about something that happened, and it was pertaining to my wife. And he just starts laughing. And I said, why are you laughing? And he said, I've been trying to tell you that for two years. <laughs> two years later, you're just getting it. And it was like, I'm offended. You're laughing at me. And he said, son, I'm not laughing at you. He said, I'm just laughing because I'm so excited that you finally realized you're that way. ha <laughs> ha. 
I didn't think I was that way. I mean, Alicia's lucky to be married to me. I mean, <laughs> I'm the pastor. <laughs> By the way, I am not enamored with my title at all. I, I don't even like it, to be honest with you. <laughs> but we all have blind sides. And we need people in our life to help us with our blind sides. And we need people to point them out. I believe that God gave us a spouse to get all the selfishness out of us. That's what marriage is all about. Why did we go to marriage? I don't know, but here we go. I believe God gave us spouses to get the selfishness out of us. Because you can't be married and selfish. You're not going to be married long. We think everyone is so lucky to have me. We love to tell stories about ourselves to ourselves. <laughs> We're the hero and they're always the villain. I hate to tell you they're not that evil and you're not that awesome. <laughs> the way we tell stories about ourselves to ourselves is we've never been offensive. My husband is the villain. My wife is the villain. The kids really love me the most. <laughs> oh, my stars, the things we tell ourselves to ourselves. We say things like, they're always like this. I want to tell you something. Don't use the word always or never around my wife. She will get you. My boss is the problem. How dare he tell me to be there at work on time? I mean, does he know what I have to deal with and the kids that I got to get ready? Does he know all that I do during the mornings and he wants me to be there on time? Seriously? <laughs> Let me flip that script. Do you know what your boss carries? Do you know what it's like to run a business or an organization? Do you know what that's like when you depend on people to be on time and people to do what they say they're going to do? That is a problem in this society like crazy. Your word should be your bond. We shouldn't have to put it in 10-page documents and you sign it to do what you say you're going to do. When I tell somebody I'll be there at 10, I'm there at 10. Actually, I'm there way before 10. Amen. I'm fixing to come out there. When we say we're going to do something, we ought to do it. Amen. I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve. Amen. Amen. Quit meddling, Pastor Jay. I can't believe. <laughs> I love this. I love this. I can't believe so-and-so didn't call me on my birthday. I thought we were friends. They didn't even post anything on Facebook, and I was waiting on them to do it. We're heroes in our minds, and here's 10 things I did right, and here's 10 things they need to improve on. Now, I didn't just come up with all this, I actually did a little study. And I found there is a word for this. It's called biomythography. 
Biomythography. Here's the definition. Fact or fiction about ourselves to ourselves. And we got a lot of biomythography going on in Union County. As amazing as you think you are, there is someone in your life you have offended and perhaps they just haven't told you yet. If we're going to remove this label, we have to confess, I have offended people. I have. Amen. Here's number two, and here's the scripture, and then I'll give it to you. Colossians 3, verse 13. Here it is. Make allowance for each other's what? Faults. And forgive anyone who... Wow. Wow. Can we read that again? Make allowances or room for each other's what? Faults. And forgive anyone who does what to you? Remember the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive Wow. Oh, wow. I got to say that again. Wow. That says a lot. Can we just, you got to take your phone out and take a picture of this. It's in the Bible. Make room for other people to have faults. Novel idea. Here's number two. Give others the break God gave us. If you want to get rid of the label of offense, get rid of, give others the break God gave us. That's how you get rid of labels, this label of offense. I got to tell you something that's probably going to hurt you. So here we go. Are y'all ready? There is somebody in your world that is tolerating you. There is somebody in your world going, that's just Barbara. That's just how she acts. Just overlook her. That's just Tommy. He just gets mad and blows up and says a lot of things he didn't really mean. Just overlook them. Every time someone else reads Colossians 3.13, make room for others' faults, they think of you. Aren't y'all glad you came to church today? (laughs) We think this verse is for everybody else, but it's not for us. Nobody's ever had to make room for my faults. Especially Alicia. (laughs) Talking about his wife now. Have you ever heard this? This is something that I've, I've heard a lot. I've heard this a lot. They're dead to me. Interesting. There's such a thing in our world, and you know about it. It's called cancel culture. Okay? Cancel culture has some very interesting math. Here's their philosophy. They offend me, I cancel them out of my life. I offend them, give me a break. That two and two is not equal and four there. (laughs) You don't know what I was going through, so you ought to give me a break. Give me a break, but cancel everyone else. That's interesting math, isn't it? We want everyone else to consider the behind the scenes for us, but hold everyone else to the letter of the law. 
And maybe that's okay for regular people, but I would argue that's not okay for Christians. That's not okay for Christians. Well, I will if they will. Question, why are we taking our cues from culture? We're Christians. Why do we take our cues from social media and otherwise, and we do what everybody else is doing when we're believers? Believers, we don't act like that. Why won't we show them what it's like to walk into a word called forgiveness? If you're waiting on an example, be the example. You ought to tweet that. If you're waiting on an example, you be the example. If you're waiting on your spouse to do it, you go first. Hmm. Yeah, it gets lonely. It gets lonely on this journey of forgiveness, but I would rather be lonely and healthy than in community and in toxicity. Because it's, it's like, have you ever, you ever seen gangrene or heard of gangrene? I actually went into a room one time of a, a man that had a gangrene. And it would, the smell was so bad, I couldn't even pray. I was just, I, I, my breath was just, it was awful. And it's infection. And that's what offense is. It just develops and develops. And it becomes infection. And it stinks. And it goes all over the place. And it affects people. Amen. I hear a lot of stories, and I'm just going to tell you, when you tell me a story, I know there's another person on the other side of this story that has a story too. Amen. (laughs) And there's probably things in this story you haven't disclosed because it would make you look bad. (laughs) Yeah. Once you show me your true colors, I'm done with you. Problem. We have a problem. Let me ask you something. Have you ever changed in 10 years or in so many years of time? Do you think you've changed? I would hope so. I would hope I would change. Do you not think it's possible for other people to change? I think it is. And if you don't, then you don't understand the grace of God. Aren't we glad that God doesn't say stupid things like that about us? I'm done with them. They're dead to me. Well, I hope he never says that to me. Hmm. Here's number three. This one got me. It really did. I was like, all right, Holy Spirit, I'm not sure what you're saying about that. But then it hit me and I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And he said, Jason, you do this. You do this. And he said, it It works. And here it is. Kind of takes you back a little bit, but here it is. Prepare for offensive people. Hmm. Prepare for offensive people. We keep letting offensive people shock us. They're coming. They're coming. Offensive people are coming. They're everywhere. And by the way, I just want to say something. Next year is 2024. It's an election year. And there are some people that already have offense stirring in their crock pot. They cannot wait (laughs) to get offended. It's coming, guys. Get ready for it. 2024 is coming. Every four years, I got to find something to get offended about. 
If you think I'm going to give the enemy a whole year to mess with my emotional well-being, I am not doing it. I refuse to do that. Everybody say prepare for offensive people. And then we say things like, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe they acted like that. I'm a pastor. Believe it. <laughs> believe it. <laughs> I want to tell you something. I, I will never say I've not seen ever, you know, or say I've seen everything, because once I think I have saw everything, I see something I've never seen before. From people. Good people. People that I love. David said it was the people who sit at my own table that offended me the most. Mm. Wow. Man, that's, that's something, isn't it? People will do all kinds of things. And I, I got to thinking about it. I wake up every day going, you know what? Somebody might act crazy today. I got several hundred of them. And somebody's might, might just act crazy today. And you know what? It might be me. Might be. The other day, if you guys would have seen Pastor Jay out there telling somebody to stop doing something I had told them four times not to do, you'd have probably thought I was pretty cray cray. I pulled up in there on my truck on two wheels and jumped out and got in somebody's face. I had five guys around me. I said, you get out of here now. They probably thought that pastor is crazy. I like what somebody said about my dad one time. They said, he's a pastor, but he'll hit you. Listen to me, somebody's going to act a fool. Somebody's going to act a fool. And I pray that we have grace waiting on them, just like we have grace waiting on us when we make a mistake. Amen? Write this down. Offense is to get you out of the character God has called you to be. Offense is to get you out of the character God has called you to be. I expect people to be offensive. I also expect people to be different than me. I don't wake up every day going, if the world was more like Jason. Jason Yarbrough, not Jason Sneed. <laughs> Let's just clarify that, okay? Love you, Jason. No, no, I don't think that way. I don't think that way at all. I think if the world was more like Jesus the world would be a better place. Can I hear an amen? He's coming. He's coming. In this room and online, there are people that are on all kinds of different sides and thinking. And, and the more you work with people like I do, you're going to realize that people are everywhere. People have different likes and dislikes and tastes and uh, expectations and all these things. People have, And it's not always like you think. Okay, let me give you an example. Let's prove it. How many of you are cat people? Okay. A few unbelievers in the room. Okay. 
How many of you are dog people? Oh, a lot of Christians in here. Okay, that's good. How many of you are no pet people? Okay, we're going to pray for you. All right. How many of you are indoors people? Now, come on, I believe there's more than that. Indoors people? All right. I thought Jason Sneed was indoor guy. Okay. How about eight door, uh, eight door, outdoor people? Outdoor people? Oh, that's good. Okay. How about this one? Pepsi people? Anybody like Pepsi? Uh, okay. A few devil worshipers here. Okay. <laughs> How about Coke? Like the soda? Not the drugs? <laughs> Coke? Coke people? Okay. Oh, y'all had me worried there for a minute. How about Dr. Pepper people? Woo, we're all going to heaven. Man, y'all are going to heaven. That's awesome. All right, how many Walmart people? Brookshire's people? Oh, yeah, that's a little better. Okay. All right, here's the last one, and I'm going to prepare you to be, get you prepared to be offensive. That's this point. I've already prepared you to get offended. You're fixing to get offended. Are y'all ready? Y'all ready for offense? How many iPhone people? Any center androids people in the room? Okay. Good news. We're going to have an altar call in just a moment. Okay. We're going to get you saved. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, listen to pastor. We can't control the inevitable differences in people. Even android people. <laughs> The people we do life with are going to say something, they're going to do something, they're going to post something that will offend you. <laughs> you can't control what they do or what they like, but you can control you by being prepared for it and not shocked by it when it happens. All right. Let me ask you before we move, to move on, are you prepared if somebody offends you this week? Are you prepared for this? You ought to be. Okay? And you ought to give them the grace that you want. Amen? Here's Matthew 5. Let's put it up here. Matthew 5. So if you're... This is Jesus. So if you're uh, presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, Leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come offer your sacrifice to God. I had another verse, but let's, read, let's leave that right there. Did y'all hear what he just said here? Some of us want to be cool with God and we want to be bitter towards people. Some of us want to be spiritual all by ourselves, but we can't stand God's people. But your connection with God has everything to do with your, his, your connection with his people. Amen. Jesus is like, so go make that first. Go make that right first. And I want to say something. It will cost you more the longer you sit on an offense. It will cost you more and more and more. Here's number four. And we're almost done. Give offensive, or give offense, excuse me, an expiration date. Give offense an expiration date. I have a new word that I invented that I want to give you today, if they will put it up. New word. I made up the word. Get over itness. 
What is the definition? The speed in which you get over things. Y'all like my word? Pretty good word. Get over itness. Everybody say get over itness. The speed in which we get over things. Let me ask you, how long does it take you to get over something? Hmm. A day? A week? A month? A year? A decade? I hope not the last two. What is your get overness itness like? How long does it take you to get over something? If we could go back to the crime scene of when you were offended, how long do you want to be mad and bitter? 20 years? I hope not. I know we have to make a decision. I don't want to wear this label anymore. To forgive, I want to forgive people. And to forgive people, you will have to embrace the label God gave you, which is forgiven. Let me say something. It's really good. You can't wear the labels forgiven and not forgiven at the same time. You can't wear the labels forgiven and not forgiven at the same time. I think at some point we have to have some really hard conversations and probably the person we need to have the real hard conversation with is ourself first. I realize that there are toxic people everywhere. I realize that. I, I get that there are people like that that you don't want in your inner circle, and that's another message for another time. But maybe forgiveness is just reconciliation. It doesn't mean you've got to be their best friend. Amen? But when I'm free, when I'm really free, I live free and I see free. We said that. I think it was in the first message of the series. I see free and I live free. Is there anybody, I'm going to ask you a question, is there anybody we need to apologize to? When you play the blame game, nobody wins. Okay? Write this down, and uh, we're going to give an altar call, but here it is. Write this down, last nugget. You know you're really growing in the Lord when you apologize to someone that owes you an apology. You know you're really growing in Christ when you apologize to someone that owes you one. Worship team, would you come and let's close this service today. Let me ask you, has there been anybody that has apologized to you but you didn't forgive them? Is there anybody that has apologized to you but you did not forgive them? Offense skews your vision it messes up your vision and you can't see as these guys come and as they start playing real softly um, I want to say this to you guys and then we're going to pray and have our altar team come today's message I tried to add humor to it because it's such a heavy subject it's a hard subject um It's not a subject that I expect you to just get over in a 35, 40 minute span, whatever this message has been. This is not a pill that you take and it magically goes away. For some of you, you need to join Freedom in the fall. You need to become part of one of our Freedom groups. 
And God wants to set you free from offense and unforgiveness. For some of you, you need to join a community group and you need to get connected to the body of Christ. And you need people that will help you with your blind sides. You need people to encourage you and to strengthen you and to help you on this journey. For some today, I think there's cases in this room, I I really do, I know it, that you need counseling. You need people to walk you through this offense. And you need people to to help show you some things and and to to reveal things and, and to help you get over what somebody's done to you. And I'm certainly not diminishing what somebody's done to you. There's been some awful things that have happened to you. And I'm so sorry that happened. But God wants you free. And as long as you're bound, that, that person or that hurt or that abuse, it still has you. But God wants you to live free. And God wants you to see free. And God wants you to think free. And that doesn't have control over me anymore. That doesn't control who I am anymore. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to join us next week for another encouraging message from Pastor Jason Yarbrough and One Community Church of El Dorado.